What's going on, guys? This is the 58 West King Podcast. I'm your faithful commish, Tony Cosentino. Today, I'm joined by Matt with one T to talk ADP and why Matt would eat a tamale if it was offered animal style. Enjoy. Welcome to episode 36. I'm joined today by my co-commish, my life partner, the guy I go to when I need to evade some taxes, Matt Graham. Matt, how you doing today? Bueno, muy bueno. ¿Cómo estás, Mr. Tony? Es episodio 36. Bienvenidos, Home Depot! Go! Uh, episode 36. I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Good, good. I love the bilingual Matt. It's fantastic. It's fun. All right. As always, we'll get things started with some manager on manager. What do you have for me? All right. So this is probably, uh, it could be a long list, but you know, we'll try to keep it brief, I guess, on your end. But uh, what are a couple of things that uh, strangers do out in public that are your big pet peeves that like make you think about committing mass murder? Maybe not mass murder, maybe just like homicide. Okay. Fair enough. On the individuals blocking an aisle that's big enough for two cars or just cruising in the passing lane, not passing anybody, doing maybe like five under, five over even, like just get back in the right lane. I'm pretty sure it's a law. Anyway, small things like that, people likely don't realize they're doing, but it just infuriates me because I try my best to acknowledge like other people's existence. And like when those people are doing that, it's clear they're just, they're in another world. I don't know what the hell they're thinking. Some things I hate is when you're in a parking lot and I try, God forbid that I drive past the front of Target. But if you drive past the front of Target and everyone's taking like these indirect fucking weeble wobble diagonal plots across from the front entrance to the parking lot, it's like pick a line, pick a straight line, cross the fucking road. And they'll like look back like, what's this guy doing? I'm driving. Yeah, yeah, they're moving diagonal like they're fucking bishops or they're moving in like an L shape like they're a horse, like we're yeah, playing chess. Uh, and, and I think you know, my wife, I didn't really notice these things until I got married, but my wife's big on like people just being considerate and not inconsiderate. Like feel like we could, the world would be a much better place if you know people just like obeyed by really simple social laws and were considerate. I mean, the golden rule, right? Treat others how you want to be treated. I'm pretty sure they don't want to sit there waiting for everybody to take their knights or bishops route across the little walking portion of Target's parking lot. I'm, I'm so jaded that I do it now. I'm like, whatever. I'm sure the people that are waiting on me do it to me. So it's, you know, I'm sure it's a never ending roulette of violence, but I do it. Yep. All right. I'm going to go ahead and add that to my list as well. So that also bugs me. Okay. So cool. I'm stealing it. My question for you is, do you believe that there's a superpower, an almighty presence, a deity that is working behind the scenes to ensure the Dallas Cowboys never win another Super Bowl? Oh, I do. I think it's, um, it's, it's called karma. I don't know if you're familiar with, with karma, but I feel like, you know, what do most of us dislike about the Cowboys, right? I don't like if I don't like dislike anything specific about the Cowboys. I'm not a big fan of Jerry Jones, but I don't hate the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. What do I hate? I hate Cowboy fans. And I feel like what's happening is that they are quote unquote America's team. There's so many of them and there's so many shitty people that their negative karma is negatively affecting the Dallas Cowboys. That's my yeah. conspiracy theory on why they have not won in the last 20 plus years. And probably won't for another 20. No. And I think Patrick Mahomes, uh, I think his contract just guaranteed that Jerry Jones is not going to retain Dak Prescott. No, which, and I got into a huge argument with Joshua Callis today about that. We're going to talk about it in the next little segment that we got, but about quarterback. <laughs> back contracts and whatnot but um yeah i uh it's it's not looking up for them that's for sure all right well good segue so nfl news so the biggest piece of news we've had for a few weeks broke monday night patrick mahomes and the kansas city chiefs agreed to a 10-year extension yes that's 10 years the contract now runs through 2031 and is worth up to 503 million dollars you also heard that right half a billion though the cap hit for this year is only 5 million from what i read 25 million for next season and 31 million for 2022 and then beginning in 2023, it jumps to 42 million, but the league is expected to raise the salary cap between now and then. So short term, 
it actually appears to give Kansas City some flexibility to build around Patrick Mahomes for the next three or four seasons. Thoughts on that? So, I, and my thoughts on this are, I, I think that if everything goes to plan with the salary cap raising, then they've created themselves a nice progressive contract that should be team-friendly moving on. However, I think we will see this year how COVID negatively affects TV deals, how COVID negatively affects how much money could be coming into you know the pockets of the owners. There's a possibility that we do not see the salary cap keep climbing the next few years as we, we as we might have been accustomed to see it over the last few years. So I think if that happens, they're going to have some problems. If not, they should be okay. Yeah, I think it's good when teams kind of get ahead of it and they sign their guys early. The Eagles did that with Carson Wentz. The Rams did that with Jared Goff, and it saved them money because those guys are making, you know, south of what Patrick Mahomes is going to be making in a couple of years. So uh, we'll see what happens with the rest of the league, with Dak, with Lamar Jackson, and with guys like that. All right, the second piece of news is the NFL Players Association voting to forego the preseason this year. Currently, the NFL PA is proposing a multi-stage plan to get players ready for week one, the first of which would be medical physicals, followed by three weeks of strength and conditioning. The third stage would be an OTA program involving 10 days of non-contact, non-padded practices before shifting to a two-week traditional camp with about two weeks of padded practices. So all of that in place of uh, four weeks of preseason football. So in total, that would be 48 days of work preceding week one. I like the idea for football and player safety related concerns, but I hate it for fantasy. I hate it. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I was going to say, um, makes sense. You knew something like this was going to happen, but, you know, especially this year, and maybe that's every year recency bias, but I feel like the hype train on rookies and like newly acquired players was real this year, like real big. I can't remember a year previous to this where we like had this much hype around these many amount of rookies. And yeah, that's not going to bode well for them. You know, not having that preseason to look at some of these players, some of those breakout guys, you're not going to be able to get sleepers later in drafts. Basically, everyone's gone after the same news and notes and it's going to be it's going to be what it is so uh you know at least we'll have football hopefully but yeah i'm not super stoked about it yeah fingers crossed fingers crossed all right in this next segment we're going to toss out some players with adp and we'll either swipe right if we approve or swipe left if we wouldn't draft them at current edp and then these are all going to be half ppr are you ready uh yeah is it like um farmers only that's the only dating website that i'm familiar with we can go with that. I don't know if you swipe right and left on farmers. You swipe only, right. But that's probably my favorite one of all of them. You swipe right if you want to plant plants with them. You swipe left if you don't want to talk. To them. All right. So we've got our phone. We're logged into farmers only. Yep. Uh, we're set up to target large, athletic, financially secure studs. So the first young man Ooh. to pop up here is Derrick Henry. Yeah. His profile states that his ADP is number six overall. And in 2019, he accumulated over 300 attempts for over 1,500 yards and 16 touchdowns. He also caught 18 of 24 passes for 200 and two touchdowns. Are you swiping left or are you swiping right? Um, so I am swiping left, which sounds crazy, but hear me out. Um, impressive, absolutely. Is it look sexy on paper? Of course it does. But even with those stats, and he was the league's leading rusher last year, he only was the fifth best running back in all of fantasy. So you drafting him at that position, you were drafting him at his absolute ceiling. Like there's no way, I just don't see a world because of his lack in the passing game where he's going to get to the number one spot. I just, I don't think that ceiling's there. So for me, I'm looking for more upside at the top end of that. Draft. Okay. Uh, I also believe his ceiling is built into this draft price, but I think a lot of guys are in this range and it's a large, muscular, rock solid ADP, but so is Derrick Henry. I'm swiping right, Matt, all day. I want in on that volume and I enjoy nothing more than watching corners and safeties make business decisions uh, when it comes to tackling Henry. So I hope he messages me back. Is that how that works? I don't even know. I think, I think he'll swipe right on you. I think he will. Okay. I think he has to swipe right along with fingers crossed. 
Fingers crossed. I think we should probably cross dicks too. Mm-hmm. All right. Our second player may be married, but he's showing up on Farmers Only here for us. So sorry, Caitlin. His profile states that he's the wide receiver number 11 and has an ADP of 32, which puts him in the third round. He racked up 30 receptions on 48 targets, 418 yards and four touchdowns last season. Are you swiping left or right? I'm um, swiping right. Not based on last year's performance. Obviously there were some injury concerns, but I'm swiping right on his availability. There are a lot of targets that have opened up in that offense with the leaving of Mr. Stefan Diggs. And I think he should be the beneficiary of the majority of that. So I think his target share will go up. Uh, Kirk Cousins is a very competent quarterback and I think he will have a good season. Top 10 wide receiver kind of season. Okay. He did miss six games last season. Um, Stefan Diggs, as you mentioned, was shipped out of town. And Minnesota, they did draft Justin Jefferson who ran 78% of his routes out of the slot last year at LSU. Thielen ran 40% of his routes out of the slot in 2019. But I think both guys will be splitting work there. Minnesota is a team that likes to run 12 personnel. They ran it 34% of the time in 2019, which was second only to Philly and then more than any other formation they ran by nearly 10%. I don't really see that changing in 2020, but yeah, I think he returns to that 2017-2018 volume. So I'm, I'm with you. I'm swiping right. So you had a good run, Caitlin, but Matt and Tony are in town. We're coming in for Mr. Adam Thielen, coming in hot and heavy. Here's my stats. I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, next up is Odell Beckham Jr. You love the hair. You love the one-handed catches. But how do you feel about his 2019 line? 74 receptions on 133 targets, over 1,000 yards, four touchdowns, and he's currently going as the wide receiver 13 at the 31 spot uh, in the third round. So right or left? Right and right. I love me some Odell Beckham Jr. Like, depending on how the draft goes, I'm okay with having him as my number one wide receiver. Getting him in the third round allows me to do some more aggressive of things with running back in round one and two. So I'm all about swiping right for Mr. Odell Beckham Jr. I think, you know, the offense should be improved. Baker Mayfield, they improve the offensive line a little bit, give him a little bit more time back there to throw the ball, make some better decisions. And a lot of those better decisions should be throwing the ball downfield to Odell Beckham Jr., who's great downfield. And Baker Mayfield is great at throwing the ball downfield. He's talking to you. All right, last season was not good. The Freddie Kitchens experiment was not good. With an improved offensive line, another year with Baker Mayfield and what we hope is a competent coaching staff with Stefanski in town. Uh, I view what we got from OBJ last season as his floor. And if I happen to get two running backs in the first round of my draft and end up with OBJ as my wide receiver one, I can live with that because I believe in the upside. So with that, I'm swiping right. All right, I've been swiping right on a few of these players, but I feel like that's going to change with this next guy, Le'Veon Bell. In 2019, he had 245 attempts for a measly 789 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, He did catch 67 of 78 passes and one touchdown. His current ADP is 37, and he is the running back 19. Are you swiping left or right? Swiping left. And sometimes when you're going to go out with a person, you're thinking about courting that person. Sometimes their family comes into play. Sometimes their dad comes into play. Uh, I am in no way shape saying that Adam Gase is Le'Veon Bell's dad, but he is definitely involved in the life that Le'Veon Bell is going to be living on a football field, and I want absolutely zero part of that life. I just, if, say things go well, man. Say we get hot and heavy, we just hit it off. We get married. Now I have Adam Gase as a father? No. Can't do it. Won't do it. He averaged 12.3 points per game last season, which was 20th among running backs. He's currently going as the RB19, as I mentioned. Uh, the very youthful Frank Gore's in the backfield. And most importantly, you brought him up. Adam Gase is still the head coach, so I'm swiping left. And if you look at who's there with him in the fourth round, you see the likes of Cooper Cup, A.J. Brown, and Calvin Ridley again. I'm probably going running back heavy early, and then I'm going to capitalize on, on that wide receiver depth. So I'd be focusing on the wide receivers here, especially with those names. Our fifth player is Keenan Allen. He had 104 receptions on 149 targets for just about 1,200 yards and six touchdowns in 2019. His ADP is 46 in the fourth round as the wide receiver 19. Are you swiping left or right? 
Oh, I'm swiping right with the caveat that he would be my wide receiver too. And seeing where he's going should be my wide receiver too. And I'm all for it. I get it. Look, I understand the concerns. Yeah. So I'm, I'm swiping, I'm swiping right on Mr. Keenan Allen. And I get it. I, I understand people will say that the Tyrod Taylor's in town and you know, they talk about Phillip Rivers leaving, but I look, I don't see that big of a drop off between the two. I don't know what Phillip Rivers that everyone's been watching for the last few years. The Phillip Rivers that I've been seeing for the last few years wasn't necessarily this like epic prolific quarterback that was just throwing up fantasy points left and right. He wasn't. He's a quarterback, competent quarterback can get the ball in space. But Tyrod Taylor should be is a check down guy. He's not the throw the ball down the field guy. And Keenan Allen is that route runner who should be able to make take advantage of Tyrod Taylor's ability to get out of the pocket and make some plays. So um he was the sixth best wide receiver last year, depending on the scoring situation. That's almost top five. And you're getting him in the fourth round. All right. Totally understand your position. I'm gonna have to swipe left here. I'm not feeling good about the volume. Uh Tyrod Taylor, that defense, they're gonna control the clock, they're gonna run the ball, and they're not really going to let a Philip Rivers type quarterback go in there and turn the ball over so much that they have to throw the ball to play catch up. Um, I don't see 150 targets. And even if Herbert gets in at quarterback, they'll still have to work to build that chemistry. So I'd probably stay away from him uh, this year, unless he fell down maybe a little further, but right. totally understand your position. He'll fall to me based on what I'm hearing from you. He's all yours. All right. Next up is Stefan Diggs. He had 63 receptions on 94 targets for 1100 yards and six touchdowns last season with Minnesota. His ADP is 53, which puts him in the fifth round as the wide receiver 23. Are you swiping left or right here? Based on what I liked about Keenan Allen, I should be able to like the same thing about Stefan Diggs, but I can't. I'm swiping left. Hmm. Love Stephon Diggs. I like him. He had a great year last year, too. I just, Josh Allen is not somebody I want to have a wide receiver tied to. John Brown's there. Um, I don't know that he's going to be able to give you super big upside based on what Josh Allen does for his wide receivers. So swiping left. Yeah, he's in Buffalo now with Josh Allen, as you mentioned. And that happens to be one of the least accurate quarterbacks in the league. Kirk Cousins' completion percentage ranked fifth in 2019 at 69.1%, while Josh Allen ranked much lower at number 32, so 58.8%. Cousins also had an edge in yards per attempt at 8.1, which was seventh. Allen was much lower at 6.7, which was 26. So um, if you're taking him, you're betting not only on Diggs himself, but Josh Allen taking a giant leap forward in 2020. So I'm also going to be swiping left here. Switching to some mid-round running backs now. First one up is Cam Akers. Last season at Florida State, he compiled 231 attempts for 1,100 yards, 14 touchdowns, 30 receptions, 225 yards, and four touchdowns. He's going as the RB27 in the sixth round at ADP 76. Are you swiping left or are you swiping right? Um, so the next two options, I flip-flopped on them. I started looking at their profiles more, and as I did that, I flip-flopped positions. So pre-doing the research and looking at their Tinder profile, I was going to swipe right on Mr. Cam Akers and swipe left on the next person. After doing some research and looking more into it, I'm swiping left on Cam Akers. And not that I don't like the player, again, and he's a rookie. There's another two running backs there, neither of which are established at all. But I have concerns about the offensive line. I have concerns about the offense in general. And so I have concerns about his ability to produce, um, especially early on in the season and then even going forward. Okay, this keeps with my early running back draft strategy. I like the receivers in the sixth round around Acres. So Jarvis Landry, Marquise Brown, Tyler Boyd. Uh, I'm also not optimistic like you about the Rams offensive line. They had some issues keeping Goff upright and then the run game consistent last season and they made zero changes. So I'm also swiping left here. Next mid-round running back is DeAndre Swift out of Georgia and into Detroit. Last season, he racked up 196 attempts for 1,200 yards and seven touchdowns, adding 24 receptions for 216 yards and a touchdown. Uh, there, Georgia. He comes in at running back 28 with an ADP of 77, also in round six. Are you swiping left or right? Uh, swiping right on the player. The ADP scares me a little bit, but I like 
I'm, I'm actually, I'm bullish on the Lions offense this year. They have a good offensive line. PFF has them ranked as the 11th best offensive line coming out of the 2019 season. Uh, he gets Stafford back, which is a better quarterback, somebody that I would, I would bank on helping to provide some opportunities for his running back, some good wide receivers. They should be able to stretch the field on the outside so that the box boxes aren't stacked against him. Um, yes, he, there's another running back there that is somewhat established, but even his stats last year weren't that great. So I, I think that midseason and towards the end of the year, DeAndre Swift could be RB1, RB2 type of player. I just, I still can't rely on the rookie running backs in this, in this range. If I'm in round six and I see Terry McLaurin or Devontae Parker on the board still, I'm going to be drafting those guys. Uh, I also have never really loved the run game in Detroit. Outside of that one time, they had that one guy named Barry Sanders. He was okay. So I'm swiping left. Okay. Our last player is Keyshawn Vaughn. In his final season at Vanderbilt, he had 198 carries for a thousand yards, nine touchdowns, 28 catches for 270 and a touchdown. His current ADP is 82 in the sixth round also. He is the RB33. Are you swiping left or are you swiping right? Swiping left because I don't think that Ronald Jones gets enough credit and people just write him off. Was he good last year? Absolutely not. But Ronald Jones is good at pass protection. He's already familiar with that Bruce Arians offense. Bruce Arians isn't the type of coach to just let rookie running backs who don't have that much familiarity with pass protection take over that job. And with Tom Brady back there as quarterback, you're going to need a running back that can pass protect. Yep. Tom Brady has the feet of a man who <laughs> betrayed the mafia and got put at the bottom of a river. So yep. I'm, I, and it's not that I don't like Keyshawn Vaughn in, in Dynasty. I think I'm much higher on him. And in best ball, again, I'm much higher on him. But for redraft leagues, I don't think he's going to be usable for possibly the first half of the season. Yeah, he's going in the sixth round. He's a rookie running back. Um, you know my thoughts here. We hope he becomes the chain mover for Tampa Bay. Uh, I think you might be thinking James White, New England. But in this range, you'll see a couple high upside wide receivers. So I'm always looking to see who else is going in the same range with these guys. Um, I see Fuller and I see Cooks as your high ceiling guys. And then you also have Debo Samuel there who gives you a pretty good floor. So he's there at 85. You also start seeing those high floor quarterbacks. So Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Matt Ryan, they're all there still. So again, I'm not going to get too much exposure to Ricky running backs, especially with COVID shortening and or eliminating the preseason. So I'm swiping left. Yeah. Great discussion there, Matt. Before we move on, let's go ahead and take a quick break. And welcome back. So I'm going to talk about one of the changes we've had to our league, which was we um, voted on it in the Facebook group and we voted to add two more bench spots because of COVID and the uncertainty that surrounds COVID. We just, you know, we as a group agreed that we're going to add two more bench spots. I think I voted for more, but two's perfect. Um, anybody who's doing any type of work right now that stayed open that is essential has seen that as soon as somebody gets possibly infected and was around somebody that had it, they're out of work until they get their test results back and they're forced to miss, miss time. So I don't think that's not going to happen in athletics. And I think we're going to see a lot of that during the year. So good job, everybody doing the, adding the two bench spots. Next thing I want to talk about is the Champions League, which is, uh, it's a league that I'm not in. So there's that. Uh, it is, um, a lot of people in this group are in other fantasy football leagues. Essentially, it is a combination of four fantasy leagues. The top three owners from those four leagues are going to be in this Champions League. Now you had to have won a championship and then had top three stats respectively in your league to be asked to be in this. Again, I'm not in it so kind of like dreams and pictures i don't care i'm just kidding now i'm, I'm it's motivated me to win more this year so that i can hopefully get into it tony you're in this champions league i am in the champions league hold on i have another question about the champions league yeah. how many of the people in the champions league are in more than one of those other leagues there's a couple of us who are yeah. spread across a few leagues so collusion yeah. it's all about who you know it's all about lottery tickets <laughs> or algorithm you know that's what that's what's killing daily fantasy man is when somebody buys a million entries into a tournament of course they're going to get one winner. All right. Haters going to hate. Hainers going to ain't. I get it. My stats are not impressive enough for the Champions League. Anywho. All right. In this next segment, you guys ready for the International House of Hot Takes? Here we 
go. All right, so on this episode of International House Hot Takes, my hot take is this. I'm going to lose some votes. I'm going to lose some friends. I already know. I'm going to hear a lot of shit for it. It's how I feel deep inside. Tamales are overrated. They're the most overrated thing of the holiday season. Oh, I said it. And before you retort, and I'll give you your opportunity to respond, I, uh, I've i had good ones. I've had cheap ones. I've had expensive ones. I've had Home Depot parking lot tamales. I've had tamales from Mexican restaurants with stellar reviews. And I find the same thing every single time. This soggy, smudgy of smush that like vaguely tastes like the meat that's supposed to taste like maybe has a little hot sauce in it and then some like weird veg all combination i'm just not a fan not a fan i have never wanted to stab you in the neck with a knife more in my life i want to cause physical harm to you right now i can't believe you don't like tamales and I don't there's going to be a 10 other managers in our league against you as well so you're you're alone on an island on this one i'm sorry that's uh, fine it's a hot take right not a cold take not a lukewarm take it is a hot take and i didn't say it's truth take either it's just my personal opinion on tamales i've had like homemade ones i and i get excited every year like i work with a guy and i'm like you don't like tamales i'm like no he's like my wife makes millions a year let me get you some and he like brings me like this like nice plate of tamales mm-hmm. he's like eat them and i was like oh i'll try them when i get home he's like no let me see and i'm like okay and then i gotta like so good and do like because i'm you know i'm a polite person i don't want to tell yeah. him what tastes like shit it's between habanero and ghost pepper that's what we promised so i like it it's very controversial so i'll give you that none of my family agrees with me (laughs) nobody agrees with you every christmas eve we've got a fucking abundance of tamales at every party that i go to it's like i feel like tamales are to christmas what candy corn is to halloween yeah i like candy corn too so (laughs) all right i think my hot take in the last episode was wildly popular and i believe it garnered full consensus my hot take today is that in and outs fries aren't good they're not good um if i could have their burger with fries from about a half a dozen other restaurants i would feel a lot better about hating myself after eating that meal is that blasphemous i don't know i don't know i don't disagree with you i love animal style fries as like a cheat like i'm gonna be super indulgent and feel like a big piece of shit after this um <laughs> but like they're fries by themselves if you get fries well done they're a little crispier and they're mm-hmm. a little better but outside of that they're just why do i gotta get that done why do i gotta get animal style why do i need to bust open the pack of salt and season of myself just throw them in a bag maybe two or three scoops like five guys and then let me have the flavor explosion in my mouth without me having to do anything extra we're gonna go on a quick tangent here what is your favorite fries it's a tie chick-fil-a waffle fries and then jack-in-the-box curly fries so we got a two-week tie up top i couldn't agree more with you is that is that yours is that yours yeah absolutely okay i like uh del taco's crinkle cut fries as like a drunk indulgence but like they're not that great but mm-hmm. the cur- Jack in the Box curly fries and the waffle fries from Chick-fil-A are phenomenal. Man, the, the friendship wounds, I can feel them mending a little bit. Look, we'll just, we'll go someplace where they have tamales. You'll eat the tamales and I won't. And I'll have the pineapple pizza at that weird party that has tamales and pineapple pizza, you know. No, we're, we're good. We're healing. We're making progress. All right. Fine. So please continue to support the show by subscribing, rating, reviewing, and sharing. You can also check out the 58 West King Fantasy Football website at 58wkfantasy.com. You'll find links to our social media there a few well-written articles, league info, podcast updates, and a forum where you can leave messages for us or for anyone in the league. It still has that new website smell on it, so make sure you go check that out. I'm writing some stuff for that website, um, some ramblings. I It's like almost like uh, Peter Griffin's What Grinds My Gears, but more of just like random everyday. Uh, I, I like to observe things, so I have a lot of like thoughts on random life things I'm going to start writing about and posting there. Please use the website to submit questions and some things that you think is funny or questions you have for us that we'd like to go over on future episodes. I'd like to interact more with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're doing this for the people. All right, Matt, that does it for us today. You stay classy. Thanks for stopping by. (laughs) 
stay classy. And thanks for stopping by. But most importantly, stay classy. As always, thanks for stopping by. You're a real pirate hunter, you know that? Your face looks like the one most You know, I bet you grow your beard to distinguish your ass from your face. You look like if Nickelback poster were a person. You look like someone dipped a minion in a bowl of taint hair. You look like the leader of a call center gang. <laughs> All right, Matt, I love you. Love you too, man.